0: You're listening to The Sleuth Podcast. Real private investigators here to help you find the truth when you need to know. Sharing sometimes shocking, sometimes heartwarming, and sometimes hilarious stories from the field. We keep it real. Interviews with experts bring you insights on how people leverage PIs in their lives and in their businesses. Licensed by the North Carolina Department of Public Safety, Here's your host, Jamie. Welcome to the Sleuth Podcast. I am your favorite
1: sleuth, Jamie, here to tell you the truth when you really need to know. Good evening.
2: <laughs> and I'm your actual favorite sleuth, Candace. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just talk. <laughs> and we have our other and friend I won't here. I not tell you anything.
0: Hello. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's Joe, the secret PI. <laughs>
1: Joe's getting his license on the side, y'all. You just don't know yet. Yeah. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm such a
0: sleuth that not even the state knows that I'm a sleuth. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Those are the best kind. Yeah. The unlicensed one. Exactly. Can't track them <laughs> as easily. Yeah. Oh, so it's like nighttime outside. My clock is off because it's already nighttime and it's only five o'clock. Yeah. It actually, doesn't bother me, but tonight I'm sleepy.
2: It just messes with my mind. Like yesterday, when I was sitting in my car for a million hours looking for that dude, it seemed like I had been out there way longer because it started in the perfectly light and then it was all the way dark. So I'm like, how long have I been doing this? <laughs> but really, it was only like five hours at that point, but it felt like nine already. I know. I felt so bad.
1: I was like, Lord, it's okay. Let's it get her out of there. It was good though. It's part of the grind. It's fine. You got to have these mad. days. How's the week other than that? What's, what are we doing for Christmas?
2: We're doing a Christmas Zoom with my parents and my sister and her boyfriend. And we do like a secret Santa thing. So we Ooh. all mailed each other our gifts. and um, Are they already mailed? Mm-hmm. Already Mine are. Tony is slacking. Pretty the
0: return cool. label gave that one away, huh? Surprise. Right. I it's, got you.
2: Yeah. It's, <laughs> um, but I know who has everyone. So
1: Why? You coordinated the thing.
2: You can do, I, we actually do it online. There's a website called drawnames.com and it, it does it for you. So it Secret Santa's it out. But I mean, what happened like was. Nothing
1: is old school anymore. Like well, we don't I, li- I used to enjoy like picking the names out the hat or like Desmond yeah. could have picked the names or something. Well,
2: we're in three different states.
1: He could have still picked the names.
2: But the idea was that nobody would know. No, oh. I only know because over time, over the past two months, everybody's told me
1: who they have. <laughs> oh, I like that pin you have there, Joe. What? I like that pen. Yeah, it's your guys' Yeah. Yes. I'm telling you, man. It's lime
0: Green Black Men Detective Services. I see pen. those things pop up everywhere. We it's been have- in this book for, I don't know, a year.
1: Nice.
2: We have pretty pink ones now, too. Oh. We have to bring them some. Yeah. I saw
1: one. Miss Josephine had one today. Okay. Today's episode... I've been talking about, I've not been, been talking about, but things have been happening in our cases and it's leading back. It's not really a domestic situation, but more like boyfriend, girlfriend situations.
2: Partners. I'd say it's domestic. It's just not going to go. They're not married. What? Well, so. It's not like a legal domestic case. It's just a couple. So it's domestic. I don't know. Whenever Tony and I get in a fight, <laughs> his mom always goes, Are you two having a domestic? I'm like, Jeez. Stop. Saying no, that it drives me
1: crazy every time she says it. <laughs> like, he beat you down? No. When I hear that, I think it's, like, always negative.
2: That's <laughs> when we're in a fight. Like, when we're arguing. She's like, are you two having a domestic? I'm like, if you don't stop, you and I are about to have a domestic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, could, be a, could it be a nice domestic? Probably no, not.
2: That's not, it's never used in that context. It's always in, it's an argument.
1: So, it's Plenty like me it. to this whole thing with bad boyfriends and bad girlfriends. And I was trying to figure out how are we going to talk about this around Christmas and our friend told us about a cool little episode. <laughs> sorry, y'all. I'm sleepy. <laughs> Stop looking at me, Candace. <laughs> look I'll, at the screen. I'll look at the green screen. Look at the screen. Excuse me. Okay, so we're going to talk about it's not cool at all. I
2: but was, That's all I was going to say is it's not cool. It's, it's fucking horrible. But okay, we can call it cool if you want. Oh, God, I'm I don't sorry. I think...
1: get a look. I'm starting to feel morbid. The whole serial killer thing is just, I'm just like, so blah. I and mean, like I... death is all around. So I'm just like. I'm super guilty
2: of it Tony and I actually got in an argument one time because he I said something I was like isn't I was talking about something gruesome of course and I was like isn't that so interesting and he was like what's wrong with you and like (laughs) genuinely looked at me like I was there was something like mentally wrong with me we got a huge argument about it I was like really yeah because he made me feel like I was disturbed and then I went online and I talked to my people and read it and everything else. And I felt better. I'm like, there's lots of us. There's nothing wrong with me.
1: <laughs> there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, Some people just they don't get it. So anyways, we're talking about the Covina massacre. And so Excuse this me. I'm going to tell the story of the Covina massacre and this guy named Bruce Pardo. And he was in California, Los Angeles, California in Covina. So ready? Here we yeah. Go. I oh so I guess why did I bring this up so this, <laughs> well <laughs> this guy had a bad dating life so he had three different wives and it seems like none of the wives knew about his previous wife and his right. previous relationships and so he ended up committing this massacre in two thousand and eight and and everyone that knew them
2: was really surprised because they were they, no one thought that he would do anything like this because. Nobody knew
1: about his past. Yeah, he was a clean-cut guy. He didn't have a criminal record, and people just didn't ask enough questions, in my opinion. But sure. sometimes they call this guy the Santa gunman. And you shall see why. Here we go. it's fucked up. I know. So jump in whenever you need to, okay? Yeah, yeah. All right. In 2008, December 24th. That's Christmas Eve. That is Christmas Eve. <laughs> At 11.30 p.m., Bruce Pardo, dressed in a Santa Claus suit, knocked on the door of his former in-law's house, occupied with about 25 people. He had a gift-wrapped package in one hand and a semi-automatic handgun in the other. He also had three additional semi-automatic handguns in in his possession.
2: Wasn't he, like, wheeling something behind him, too? That's... (sighs) That's what I heard, that the he there was something gift-wrapped, like, on a cart almost, that he was wheeling behind him.
1: Well, maybe it was the, the flamethrower. So he yeah. was, like, hiding a flamethrower. I don't know. Well, I guess he probably would have to be dragging it behind him yeah. and holding all that stuff. So he comes into this place, toting all of these guns and this flamethrower. So the door opens, and Pardo fires the handgun at an 8-year-old girl as she ran to greet him. So really horrible thing. So the guy comes to the door dressed as Santa Claus, right? And of course, children are going to think that he's got gifts for them. And so this little girl runs to him and he ends up shooting her in the face, but
0: thank God she didn't die.
1: After the Okay, so at
0: Was this his house or just a random house?
2: It was his ex-in-laws. Yeah. Oh. And they were having Christmas party obviously and the party was winding down and everyone was getting ready to go. So everyone was like in the same room
1: almost. They're all saying their goodbyes. Yeah, and I guess I'll just leave my notes because I probably will do better without them. But so the man comes to the house and he's got the flamethrower and he's got the guns. And this is his ex wife's house. So he had just recently, his ex wife's mother's house. Okay. But he had just recently divorced her like a week ago, Mm -hmm. well, a week before this happened. And he's all upset. And this is why the police went and feel like he did this attack. They had one survivor who ended up calling um, the authorities. And she escaped to the neighbor's house. Was Um, that the one who, like, climbed over the wall dividing the two? Yeah, so she was the little girl's mom. Yeah. And they got away. She (laughs) ran down the street and hid behind one of the neighbor's houses and called 911. And so they have this 911 call available. And it's kind of scary because, of course, they all know who the guy is. And they're saying Mm -hmm. that it's Bruce. So after the attack, Pardo puts his street clothes on, drives this Dodge Caliber that he rented. He
2: you know, shot, everybody, shot up the house. He's trying to shoot everybody. People are jumping out of, you know, windows. They're running through the backyard, jumping the fence and everything. And when he was done shooting everyone, he pulls out, it wasn't a flamethrower. No, I heard it, it was wasn't. homemade... I like, heard it was like a... It was basically dispersing gas. It was like he sprayed the whole house down with gas, and he lit the house on fire, and he had put so much accelerant that the f- whole house just went up in flames, and neighbors saw people jumping out of second-story windows to get away from the fire at this point and everything.
1: And then when they called the police and the fire department to come to the house, they were afraid to go inside because right. all of the ammo that he had on him was still exploding. Right. So they felt the guy was still inside shooting. Of course... At this point, he's driving away, going over to his brother's house and leaves the car pretty much like another bomb, right? Leaves the Santa suit in the car with ammo or something in it so that if anybody were to touch it or open the car or turn, whatever, it would all explode. Then he ends up pretty much shooting himself in the head because he wasn't going to make it out. He ended up burning like 40% of his body and... Obviously, his plan of killing everybody in the house and burning the house down backfired a little bit because he wasn't able to get away safely. They found on him like $17,000, like taped his leg. He had gotten a plane ticket to go to another state so that he could escape. And then he also had a list on him that had his mother and some other names of people that were supposed to be at the house. And so he had this whole like list of people that he planned on killing. Nine people died total. And of course they were all a part of the same family. So I horrible I, situation.
2: I think I heard too that there, there were fourteen children who lost either one or both of their parents that night. I was like, oh, and they're it's all the same family. And it's like a, a you know, Ortega. Tight knit family. Mm-hmm. Horrible.
1: Yeah one of the things is they wanted to talk about what his motive was, right? So the police speculate that the motives of his attack were related to his marital problems. The last wife, he had, you know, just divorced a prior a week prior. And even though he had no criminal record and no history of violence, he had been fired from his job. And there is some speculation that the divorce could have been caused by him concealing his child from a previous relationship. So the wife before Miss. I want to call her Ortega, but I don't think that's the right name. Help me. I I don't don't remember. remember. Anyways, so the wife before this lady, he had married her. They were only together for like maybe a year or so, and they had a 13-year-old child. While the wife was gone, he was supposed to be watching the child, and the child ends up falling in the pool and almost drowned. They weird so when she finds him with the child he's just standing there with the child holding the child not really giving the child any kind of mouth-to-mouth or trying to take the child to the hospital anyways the child lives but ends up being severely um, mentally disabled Mm -hmm. and so he just takes off from that family and then moves on to the next relationship with this woman that he ends up killing the whole family
2: when they started dating she had two kids from her previous relationship and he said to her Basically, yeah, we can live together, we can get married, but those are your kids. Like, I'm not taking care of them. We're not, they didn't have a joint bank account. Like, he wanted to keep everything super separate and all this stuff. I'm like,
1: (laughs) red flags. He was a horrible guy. Let me see. Okay, so he had a ticket to, he was going to Canada. So he was going completely out of the country. Okay, the reason why, and I guess I probably could go into this a whole bunch more, but (laughs) it led me to, to these things like red flags when you're dating people. If I met Mr. Pardo as a single woman out here, mingling and jingling, <laughs> I would have probably been super concerned about some of his behaviors. Candace, before yeah. you got tied down, ball and chain, <laughs> what was your dating life like?
2: When you told me that this is, like, the route you wanted to take for this case, I was trying to think, and I'm like, I didn't really, I didn't, before Tony and I started dating, I didn't really have any, like, Super serious relationships since college so I was trying to think I'm like, all right, let's think about the few people i I would say that I was I was dating and not just hooking up with
1: sporadically well, I mean <laughs> either way because you like hook up with some people and then sometimes that turns into more but some, right there was a red flag or something that told you to not deal with that person anymore well, yeah, but the Were thing the problem
2: the thing <laughs> is that I t- like, the red flags were so glaring, but I just completely ignore them. Because I'm such a caretaker, I don't know, I guess it's, I've always been like, well, I can fix them, or something like that. Like, I told you about the girl I was seeing for a while who was a heroin addict. Like, <laughs> that was a bad call. But then... That is a red flag. Yeah. The biggest one would be, though, right before Tony and I started dating, I ended what had been going off on and off for, I don't know, about a year maybe. I had been seeing this gentleman... Who was an ex coworker of mine, and when I say coworker, he was my boss. Uh-oh. And there was a significant age gap there. and so I probably shouldn't have done that, but I was you had an old man Don. We called him Old Man Rivers. Any of my friends listening 100% knows instantly who I'm talking about because it's old man Rivers. And I ended up actually having to work with him again later on when I was dating Tony. My life is awkward. <laughs> and, yeah, but it's interesting, like, I was so incredibly in love with him, like, I, and this was almost 10 years ago now, and so now looking back, I'm like, what an asshole, like, he, him, like, clearly using me, because he knew I was in my mid-20s, and I was so in love with him that I would do anything that he wanted, when he could just drag me along, I'm like, you're That's a dick. scary. So how'd you get rid of him?
1: How did you end up leaving him alone?
2: I started dating Tony. And so uh, I was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. Okay. It wasn't there wasn't any like big falling out or anything like we're, I guess you would say he and I are still on good terms. I don't ever talk to him. But
1: if I saw him, I would say hi. Okay, so if you had a friend now that was out dating, what are some red flags you would have them watch out for?
2: That scenario, you have to be aware of who's it's never good to have a relationship where there's an imbalance in power like that's why you're not supposed to date someone who's your boss because they have power over you at work which can feed into your relationship at home so you need to be on a level playing field and you can't let anyone make you feel like you're lesser than for whatever reason than being older or if they if they make a lot of money if they try to hold that over you like those to me those are all signs that things aren't going to be good
1: in the end what about deal breakers what about you joe Do you have any deal breakers
0: for dating? I'm probably the wrong person to talk to. I would
2: 100% agree. He got married when he
0: was a child. Yeah, and and Lori was the only person I dated. Dang, he's totally out out of of this this conversation. Sorry, fam. So I skipped dating. Or I like to say that I was so good at it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You only had to do it once. The first time.
0: (laughs) That I just nailed it. Okay, we'll leave Joe out of this conversation.
1: So, okay, I was thinking about deal breakers and like red flags because I get frustrated sometimes when we have clients who are dating people that they know aren't good for them, but they... <laughs> why are you laughing? Because
2: that's what I did.
1: Okay. I'm like, yeah.
2: Yeah, but... <sighs> and we talk about that. You'll be telling me about a client and we're trying to help him or her. And I'm like, why? This dude is a dick. And then I we just start laughing and it's, yeah, but...
1: We like us, but you can't sometimes. I'm real we bad. Just like. So, I was thinking about red flags. So, if you have to pay for everything, so that's kind of yeah. what you were talking about a little bit. Somebody, no, not really, not at all. Never mind.
2: No, but that is a good one. That was me and the heroin chick, I paid for everything.
1: I bet. I, but I had to. How about Let, <laughs> no, I never gave her money. No, you just <laughs> bought all the other stuff and she just bought yeah. that. Oh, oh okay.
2: Um, and I feel bad. I just want to say uh, she was a very nice person and everything. And she has since passed away from addiction. Not sure, Don't be so, an enabler. Her. Yeah. Like. I was very young. I'll use that as an excuse. I was like 24. And she was like 25. That's like. not that young. Just because you have an eight year old at that time doesn't mean <laughs> it's not young. <laughs> I
1: was like, yeah, that's not going to work. All right. They do a, bu- a bunch of lying about simple things. Yeah. So. Um, Gaslighters. Yes, and Ugh, we did an worst. episode on gaslighting. I don't remember which one it was. Boom, plug <laughs> that in somewhere. But look in the catalog. <laughs> so I went to buy a refrigerator, and the guy at the uh, counter was, was trying to talk to me and be really nice to me-ish. And I was like, "Is he like liking me?" Or I couldn't really tell what was going on. If he was trying to does flirt this dude work on commission? He- <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "Well, we've already sold the refrigerator, right. so like, you can stop now." Um, <laughs> But he ends up telling me, I told him I was a bail bondsman because I don't ever really tell people I'm a PI right out because I don't want everybody to know my business. So I told him I was Bell's bail bondsman. He gives me this whole story about how he was in the police academy and he was out there on the streets. And I was like, you don't really look like a police officer. So he wasn't like clean cut at all, but didn't even look like an ex-cop. And then as I kind of kept talking to him, asking him questions, he was just lying <laughs> everything he had said was a lie he told me of like uh, his mother wouldn't move out and then he he ended up moving to chapel hill and the mom ended up moving with him and i'm like within all of this when were you a cop like how did you fit all that in
2: when he said he was in the police academy i would have been like one two three or four
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly He probably like police <laughs> academy <movie. laughs> like
0: so if you, you guys, I know that you guys have encouraged people before to get a background check when you're dating somebody new, just to make sure what kind of things are red flags <laughs> and background checks if somebody gets someone on somebody that they're dating. Because I assume if they have a criminal record, like yeah. if that person has talked about it, that's one thing. But if, if yeah. you're finding out yeah. for the first time, so what
1: did they tell you about it is the question. Yeah. they right. might be like, oh, I have just a minor assault charge. And then they have with a deadly weapon yeah. to
2: kill, for, like serious injury. They have 17 DUIs that you didn't know about. Right. Right. That's a big one. And another thing I think people don't think of is we can, in our background checks, we can see a lot of the like financial issues they may have had, like liens and judgments against them. So you might right. not know that they're $100,000 in the hole. Or you so, uh, I think that happens bankrupt? a lot to people.
0: They find out pretty late in the relationship. Yeah. The, they have the Too conversation late. about money a little late.
1: Well, you've after you've already merged some <laughs> of your accounts and stuff right. like that. My thing that's interesting is when you always see the bankruptcy with the ex-wife, <laughs> That's always an interesting one when people are dating that they didn't even know because usually they didn't even know they had an ex-wife or either. I thought that that was his sister or somebody like that. And then they have a bankruptcy together and you can tell that obviously that's not true.
2: This is like a, this is going to be a short little side because it doesn't really have anything to do with it, but I want (laughs) to get your opinion on this. So when my sister and I were in our, when we were teenagers, I maybe I was 16 and she was 14, something like that. We were having a conversation with my aunt and my aunt just completely like in the conversation was like, yeah, your dad's ex-wife, blah, blah, blah. My sister and I both didn't know we had an ex-wife and we were both like, what? Mm-hmm. Huh? What are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, you didn't know that? And we we were like, uh, no, we had no idea. She's like, oh, they weren't married very long. They only married like, two years, something, blah, blah, blah. My sister and I thought that was really weird that we didn't know that. Is that yeah. not weird? probably not every year. i think at 14 and 16
0: they'd probably had multiple conversations about telling you or not and it seems like the aunt probably just jumped the gun a little bit
1: maybe it doesn't have (laughs) have to be anything serious like i think we'll just move on sometimes people separate divorce and it's we deal with the people that have all the issues right like they can't let it go somebody's fighting whatever some people just get divorced sign the papers move on and thought twice about these people anymore right. and so it does they don't even exist almost and so maybe just the auntie of course maybe that's something that always bothered her you know what i'm saying that she i don't think so i think
2: she literally was just telling us a story um, i don't think it had anything i think you're exactly you know, sometimes right sometimes
1: things that, like just stand out in your mind huh, that was just always something that right. maybe it just slipped in conversation like y'all are grown now so she just
2: i know because i think you're right i think it was they got divorced and they just it was a clean break yeah. And there was nothing to it. And I think, I, I don't remember what the story my aunt was telling us. It was something funny. And so it was just a joke that she was telling us. And she was like, yeah, you guys didn't know that? We just thought it was really weird that we didn't know. A lot of people have told us, no, why would they tell you that? I'm like, I don't think they were keeping it from us. It was just weird that, well, you your know. your parents seem to in, be pretty
1: open. So I would be right. surprised that they wouldn't it. It was just weird in 16
2: years it. that never came up. I don't know. I thought it was weird. Anyway, continue. Not a red flag, babies. but that's awesome. Let's go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but how many divorces do they have so in our background <laughs> check we could find out if there are multiple marriages and divorces right or is the person still married and not actually divorced and right. you're dating them and you think that they're not
0: is a credit score part of a background check
1: no north carolina you have to sign to get an <laughs> authorized credit search
0: because of course it shows up on your inquiry thing at how the how do bottom. you guys think somebody would handle it if Let's say you're dating and somebody does a background check, which in this day and age, I don't think it would be offensive if you just met somebody out of the blue. You did the background (laughs) check because you're trying to protect yourself. But I can imagine people getting offended by it and being like, how dare you?
1: I think it can go either way, but if they get offended... Bye. That's the person you don't need anyways. So we had a person who called the other day, potential client, who said that when they first started dating the guy, she was like, look, now, if I feel like I need to get a PI to follow you, I will. And he was like, if you're going to get a PI to follow me, then you don't even need to date me anyways. And it sounds like to me, you're already planning to cut up. (laughs) So you need to go ahead and leave him alone. Red flag. I think even if you wanted to pretend like you were a good person, you should act as if you don't care that the person doing a background check <laughs> on you. Yeah, right? act like you don't care and then maybe they won't do it. Right. Okay, they weren't like blowing up, so maybe I just, who cares?
2: I think in the society we live in now when we are so connected and people are meeting more strangers than they would have in the past because of dating apps and stuff. I think it's less weird to get a background check now than it may have been in like the 80s when you met somebody through a friend.
0: I could see that for sure, especially since the majority of people are on dating apps. It seems to me like it shouldn't be enough. It should be like I should just have one. I wouldn't be offended. It's hard for me to wrap my mind around, but I'm thinking, all right, so now I'm almost 40 and let's say for whatever reason, I find myself on a dating app. I don't think I would be mad that somebody pulled a background check because you don't know me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think at a certain point though, but like, just don't pull a background check on everybody you swipe on, everybody you click. That's a little obsessive. I do
0: think though that it would be much less offensive earlier in the relationship. Like first date, it goes, they pull a background check. I'm like, (laughs) cool. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Seven, eight months in. That's a problem. And then they run it and it's,
1: (laughs) what did I do? (laughs) I agree. Now you're all wrapped up in them.
2: I think this could be an excellent opportunity for everyone who's single who is listening. Just go get a background check done on yourself, get a copy of it, right. and then show any potential dates and be like, "Look, I'm actually going to save you the money. You're welcome. Here's all my here's Put my financial your dating history. profile. Yes. Super right. dateable. There yep. you go. No since.
0: criminal 12, 18, record. Twenty mm-hmm.
2: twenty right. financial status. Here's a copy of my credit score. I right
0: know some shady people are like, "How do I how do I forge that? My background. Now, check.
2: also, if somebody does bring you their background check." My bad. Bring it to us. We'll tell you if it's real
1: or not. (laughs) I was about to say, they probably got off InstaCheck. Don't get them off InstaCheck. That's not, they probably have somebody else named Candice up there. All opinions expressed on this podcast do not constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available in this podcast are for general informational purposes only. The views expressed by participants are in their individual capacities only, not those of Blackman Detective Services. Listeners of this podcast should contact their attorneys to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information expressed in this podcast is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation. Want to hear from you are you stuck in a complicated situation and you just need some advice email your story to ask at gmail.com and we'll read it on air we'll give our opinion and so might our guests we'll talk through your situation but don't worry we'll keep all of your information confidential that's ask at gmail.com Okay, so drunk all the time or drugs. So you talked about your drug story. One time I dated this guy that drank too much. Yeah. And it was embarrassing. It was fun at first. because yeah. You're like, woo, we're going out, woo! It was fun for a
0: nice. couple hours. And then it yeah, turned. Yeah.
1: And then every time I turn around, you're like, yeah. this is horrible. I was like, <laughs> you're only fun in the daytime. And then it's over. Yeah. A lot of drinking and drugs probably want to leave that alone. I always, so big red flag to me is if they don't like no <laughs> or have a mother. Like, oh, they don't mother, have a good, not present or like think a that's good more relationship. Of a, like
0: a thing to look for in a man than it is for.
1: Or probably either one.
0: Because I think guys are more hardwired stereotypically to be more mama's boys, and and girls are stereotypically <sighs> more hardwired to be more close with their fathers. Just stereotypically, not everybody, but. Maybe
1: stereotypically, but either way I still feel like, and maybe I am talking about a man, but either way I've, I look twice at when girls who treat their mother's bad how do you treat your mother
0: i yeah. mean to me that kind I of, think of how they treat family is a big one for sure yeah
2: i think there's a difference between maybe how they're treating someone and the relationship that they have okay then that's you know I what i understand. mean if you're a dick to your family members yeah giant red flag if you just don't talk to them that much there's a million reasons why yeah. that could be the case well there could be right. boundaries that the person yeah.
0: has set so they could be distant well, I mean, a and healthy, that's not a bad thing yeah slightly necessary. healthy relationship right. with their parents i think interactions with family members because i think there is something about yeah they're very telling because we we do save our best and (coughs) our worst for the people (laughs) that know us the best so like when you see somebody around their family That's probably who they're going to be when they get comfortable with you.
2: That when Tony and I started dating, two things. So, Tony and I started dating in November of 2011. His brother passed away in January of 2012. So, he and I had only been dating about two months. And then you met everybody. And I met everybody at like the celebration of life and things like that. So, I met them all during uh, the worst time time of their lives. And I feel like he's told me before that, and his mom said as well that they were both very grateful that i because i'm a nice person so <laughs> i was like oh yeah so You're like a good girl that's one thing so then when tony met my parents i was very like wanted to see how because tony's very quiet and very shy which i know is weird because i am the antithesis of all those things but he can't all be the same but he was great with them and i was like Phew. So, Good, if, I'm it, done with this. so if the person
1: that you're dating doesn't ever bring you around their parents or you never meet them yeah. or they don't ever talk to them, that's a red flag because it's almost like you're they're not even it. a part of their life right. at
0: some point. so Yeah, I suppose. There's probably like the exceptions are probably like abusive parents sure. or something like that. Well, it's There's only if they're going to see their
2: parents. It's only if they're going okay, to so, see their parents and not bringing you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Like okay.
0: then it's they're hiding you. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like, oh, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> like, where That's are you a going? a good caveat. <laughs> <laughs> but to think about that case that we work with, the daughters and the dad. Ugh. So think about it. If you were the boyfriend of the girl, like to me, that would be a red flag that you don't like what's. And we don't know what their situation is. Right. Well, you was. would assume she would tell the boyfriend what the situation is that maybe. we're unaware of. Maybe. But those is she going to tell her the whole... You know what I'm saying? But are you telling the whole truth? Who knows? I don't know. Red, they'd be a red flag. They're also
2: small children. They're not that small. I mean, they're 21.
1: But they're still not. In term, I'm talking about if I was the boyfriend of those two girls. Yeah. Or the... <laughs> right. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that, know. maybe that dude is. And there we go. <laughs> <laughs> There's flags coming all over the place there. Okay. So then I asked somebody else. I asked a guy just to see what, you know. And he said, a dirty house is a red flag.
0: (laughs) Clean house it is.
1: What do you consider dirty? I'm like, are there bugs or is it just messy? Is it unhygienic? Right. Or is it cluttered? But then if it's like messy, are you like, why are you never
0: home to clean it? Or are you just... I can see it being a problem if the, the person's house is immaculate and they like it that way and then they go visit somebody's house and it's messy. But if your house is messy and you go visit somebody's house <laughs> is messy, what do you care?
2: I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a red flag and maybe I'm being sensitive because, especially in my 20s, I was a super messy person. Like the <laughs> messiest. My shit was everywhere. My house wasn't dirty, but my stuff was everywhere. And if that was a red flag for anybody, I guess they didn't tell me, but... <laughs> I get what he's saying. Yeah. I think for him, he's not saying it's a red flag to not date him. It's like that there's something wrong with them. To him, he's just, no, don't date someone with a messy house because
1: they're not good enough. We're talking about red flags. These are supposed to be deal breakers. So obviously. Oh, now these are could. deal breakers?
2: To me, those are two different things. Deal breakers are a personal choice.
1: Some of these things could be considered a personal choice. You could be like, I don't like that you don't have a good relationship with your mom. So I don't. that's a deal breaker. Sure. Anywho. A lot of children. Muchos niños. Now, of course, these aren't for people who were dating as children themselves, but like older people that are dating.
2: Old Man Rivers, when I was dating him, he had three kids, but he was old. Yeah, so the kids are probably your age. No, they're not. (laughs) They're not. When they're like, (laughs) no, they're anyways. No, they were when I was seeing him, they were like six to 11.
1: See, that's too young. For me, I don't like elementary. I or middle, really. I prefer you have like older kids or none at all.
2: We weren't like really dating. I never met these kids. It doesn't matter. That was a bit of would. My life. Okay, have but, done that.
1: Whoops. Okay, but then that was the red flag. But if somebody had a bunch of kids, would that be a red flag for you? I don't want kids, so for me, yeah. <laughs> or for a normal person.
2: I think that's just a personal.
1: Choice. What do you think, Joe?
0: I think it's got to be preference. And I think, too, like, also things change. Like, when me and my wife got married, I was 18. I'm almost 40 now. Like, we're not really even the same people anymore. But thank God you grew together. Yeah, but we grew together. But that doesn't mean we have the same feelings on stuff that we had when we were (laughs)
1: 18.
0: We started dating when I was 15.
1: Yeah, but older people
0: have red flags
1: and stuff like that, too, that bother them about people. I don't know. I think the older you get and the...
2: No, I saw in your notes... Under the kids' thing was if you had kids by like multiple partners. and and that, so Tony's brother, I think I told you this before, he had two kids in the same year by two different women. So like they go to school together or did, and they were in the same grade, and they had <laughs> two different moms, but they were born the same year. And so, Red flag? That I would call that a red flag. And it has nothing... He wasn't a bad person by any means. It was no. just that he he loved the ladies, and the ladies loved him.
1: <laughs> but that's, that's, again, something we can check out, seeing yeah. if there are many children. So something that would show up DNA on a background t- check. No, no. The mm-hmm. actual children wouldn't show up on a background check. But then that would be a bunch of digging and social media and just, like, verifying things. People post a lot of information about themselves everywhere
2: like for example if you didn't know that they had an ex-wife right and i get the ex-wife's name and i find her facebook and she has three kids and it says that you're the dude you're dating is the father and he told you you didn't have any kids
1: and she's got like a picture of the new guy. And she's like, he's such a great stepdad. To yeah. Kids. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, then whose children are these? Yeah. And that's the fun part about the research investigation part is you just get to fall into these rabbit holes of information. You just get to
0: put the puzzle together and figure out who these people are. It sounds like the best advice is just be honest when you start dating somebody. Just Weird. tell them what's going on.
1: who to thunk? <laughs> Honesty so
0: far. From some people's minds. Seems like that's the premise of every like romantic comedy ever made. Is they didn't yeah. just tell him in the window where it would have been just fine to tell him. Right. There's always a window like, Hey, I just met you, like we've been talking for a week. Hey, I have an ex wife and some <laughs> kids and blah blah blah. I have right. a whole three other years family. in. Like, much harder conversation.
2: When you get when to get the background check. Same kind of thing. Yeah. It's like the second date sort of thing. But yeah. if you wait seven months, yeah, then that's going to be a issue. And you can get up issue. on a second
0: date and it's not even a big deal. Hey, I liked our first date and I like you. So I got a background check because I'm protecting myself. And uh, this is why I want to talk about a couple of things. That's not a weird second date conversation. That's a super weird, like, two year anniversary. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs>
1: you might as well not even do it. <clears throat> I don't know if I'd want to be approached, though, with a background check right off. I guess it doesn't matter.
0: But- Maybe second date's wrong, but whatever. It, in that wind, there's a, probably a window that's much more appropriate than. Much later.
1: Okay, so we'll talk about some of the, and we've already talked about some of the investigation that we do for PI work for this stuff. So in your background checks, of course, you can get like civil criminal records judgments, bankruptcies, social media searching. And then, of course, you can always throw that surveillance detail in there and collect information the old school way. A lot of, I don't want to say older people, but some like business persons, they usually don't do a lot of social media searching. So it's a lot more boots on the ground to try to figure out how they live and what their lifestyles are and what they, who they're hanging with. And are they actually spending their time with their family? Are they with somebody else? But most of all, I think it's important to just listen to your gut. So, whenever something, for sure, when you're getting that weird feeling that this something's just not right, you just kind of need to move on. Met this guy a little bit while back (laughs) and he was, he's a charmer. So, like, I walked into the Starbucks, (gasps) he was. Okay, good called dark handsome what do you I mean what do you say so he wa- I walked into the Starbucks <laughs> and I didn't know sorry go ahead that he was a douche <laughs> from the Starbucks I did driveway say. you didn't know either <laughs> so I walk in the thing the man is like staring me down and I'm just like are you looking at me or looking at somebody else because I was busy and wasn't focused on anything and I had my shades on my mask on and I'm like who's even paying attention anyways <laughs> You're it's irresistible. I
0: wonder if flirting has gotten a lot different with masks.
1: <laughs> hey there.
0: You have to just be vocal about it. Uh, like, I don't know. <laughs> if I think you know you're this, really pretty. I'm flirting with you now.
1: Here I am. <laughs> but no, it was it was pretty. When was your last COVID obvious. test? Wink. <laughs> I know. And that's what you got to ask the people. That's what they need to print out of a screenshot of your lab test from the place saying that you're not detectable. Or whatever they they call it. So, anyways, meet the man. Talk to the guy for a little bit. He buys my little Starbucks tea. Trying to be fancy dancy.
2: Oh, you left that part out. Continue.
1: That's Mm -hmm. how he... Mm -hmm. Go ahead. So Not. I'm. Hmm, let me tell you how, because yes. they're social distancing now. Mm-hmm. So he was like two people in front of me. So there was well, one, one person in front of me. So there was this guy in the middle and he was like acting like he didn't hear him talking to me. So it was a super odd situation for a minute <laughs> because he was like screaming over top of the other man. Oh, <laughs> and I was girl. just like, yep, yep. Having a good day. Yep, yep. Working. Doing my thing, and so when he get finally gets up to the line, he ordered his little coffee, and he was like, "Asked me what I wanted," and I was like, "The tea." So then I was able to scoot up there past the man, and then we moved on. <laughs> I was over there to get the cups for the uh, turkey shoot. Yeah, that was my reason for to going over there. I'd never even go to that Starbucks. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, meet the man, figure out what he does. He's an entrepreneur, and he has this really like expensive line of socks.
0: That's a vague way to describe your job. Literally entrepreneur. She,
1: she tells
2: me that's that, and said. I literally the first thing I <laughs> go was like, is scam. She was like, <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm, an, "I'm an entrepreneur," but I've never thought to say that to another human out loud yeah, right. when they ask it's me like, what I do. was
1: like, "I'm an entrepreneur." <laughs> I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" And I was like, "Okay,
0: you're an entrepreneur, Jamie," but you never like brought like, like, that up. Hey, like, what do you do? I'm an entrepreneur.
2: <laughs> While well, you straighten your tie and you're like. <laughs> Hold on, let me get Mark Cuban on the phone. Get the fuck out of here. I think it's
0: something to do that has manure in it. I think it's just not a great word. Yeah. (laughs) Enter manure, entree manure. No, dang it. I'm a big deal.
2: Like on Always Sunny, too, when he's, I'm a full-on rapist. (laughs) A philanthropist.
0: (laughs) Oh, that reminds me of, did you ever watch that show? I'm blanking on the name of it right now, but the business card, he was an analyst and a therapist, and he was the an first. An anal rapist. Yeah, he yeah. put it all together. He was oh. like, so I'm an, I'm an anal rapist, and it was on a business card.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. movie I, a show. I don't remember what it's from, but I remember anal rapist. Was like, it on Arrested Development? Arrested yeah, Development, yeah. yes.
1: Oh, I never watched that one. Okay, but tell Darn. us about Entrepreneur Sock Man. So, yeah, he's got the super expensive the line. the tea. Yeah. Yeah, now
0: you're worn down. You're like, I already bought my tea. And I'm I gotta like, I, now
1: I got to listen. <laughs> and, and to me, call me crazy, but this, I have just, I love it. Just tell me all these stories and let me just, it's just fun to me. I think people are so interesting in how they choose to come off. So anyways. I hate everyone, but go ahead. So anyways, <laughs> he tells me that he sells these really expensive socks and.
2: How expensive were they?
1: <laughs> they were $200 a pair. I thought it was more than that. It was sock line that you like a, right. a subscription a subs- that you could get a pair a month for twenty three hundred dollars. Two hundred dollar pairs of socks. That is not a thing. They weren't like gold.
2: Scam
1: or you know Senior Scam a lot. <laughs>
0: How long was the subscription? Five or six years?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it should have been, but it was only twelve months. Twelve months? Yeah. And I found a typo on the about section. love it. <laughs> on the website. Loved it. I was like, ooh, got a typo there.
0: It's tricky when you're an entrepreneur because maybe he sold one subscription to his mom. And that doesn't mean he doesn't have a company.
1: But it's hard
2: to. No, like, that means you don't have a company. You can
0: build a website. $200 pairs stuff.
2: of socks. You are a
0: douche.
1: <laughs> you're a douche. But, there's got, aren't, but aren't there some of those fancy dancy socks that cost a lot of money? Maybe, but it's not general. a
0: part of my world. I don't.
1: Yeah, know. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't even. I don't. Think Sometimes that...
0: I wear my kid socks because right. they're folded and I found them together. <laughs> yeah, and that's my level of caring about socks. I got a Harry Potter socks on right now I that I that so stole like, from my 14 year like, old daughter.
2: I probably have Harry Potter socks on right now.
1: I just have all my fuzzies.
2: I also think that people that are buying $200 pairs of socks aren't signing up for a sock (laughs) subscription because they have somebody who goes and buys their socks for them. But what if they're like, so I think they were
1: supposed to be like the novelty. They weren't even cute. I didn't flick through all of them. I saw they were like, I know you showed me like two
2: pairs and I was like, no,
1: (laughs) these are ugly. I wouldn't pay $200 for them. So anyways, get to the best part. I ended up running a check because I just couldn't help it. And this is not like a normal Well, that's thing. a lot of fun I, details. I, yeah,
0: you got to run a check on that. And yeah. I paid,
1: yeah. And I paid my own little dollars for it. And total scam. He had bankruptcies. He had evictions. He had worthless check charges, all kinds of
2: mess. Get to the next best part. What did he say to you?
1: Oh god. So then I get a random text one day. And he's, hey, you want to make some money? And I was like, what are you talking about?
0: That's a weird question to ask somebody that started on a romantic note with, uh huh. <laughs> hey, well, you want to make some money? That
1: number one we were talking about was people with the financials, people trying to get in your pockets. Yeah. So he says, do you want to invest like three thousand, five thousand, something dollars and get thirty five? It was only five hundred more than what right. you invested for like sitting six months.
2: And I was like, "Aha! I, I was, knew it. It's a fucking Ponzi scheme. I was like, I called it. No. And he's not even good at it.
0: You ever just be tempted in situations be like that? All right, I'm really interested, but I can only get in for a hundred thousand because I'm not playing. That's around. like the
1: guy that was in the parking lot that we <laughs> yeah. played the game for when we left from. Oh here, yeah, yeah. And he tried to give me the hundred dollars, and I was getting ready to take. It. And he was like, "No, show me if you have a hundred first. I'm like, "That wasn't the game. Yeah, that's not what you said. You said that if I guessed the the one that the ball was under, that you said that I'd get the $100. And yeah. then you, know, you take it away now. Yeah. So anyways, I always say men are awesome, but they're just, <laughs> they'd just be great if they just didn't speak. If they could just mm-hmm. sit there and be Have crazy. you seen the
0: trailer for the movie where there's one woman left on Earth? It's the lady from <laughs> Star Wars. And Tom Holland plays the main character. And the premise of the movie is all the men left on the planet their thoughts are broadcast out loud when they have them. Wait, who from Star Wars? <laughs> right, I yes. saw this. Okay, tell me and more. And Spider Man. And this is the premise of the movie: is as soon as a man thinks a thought, she it's it. audibly said by the, this little brain cloud above his head.
2: And she's the last woman on Earth. Yes, I'm killing myself.
1: I saw that a long time back. One million percent. I'm dead. Yeah, I want to see it done. I think that's amazing.
0: But the the women, no, I'd or she doesn't broadcast her thoughts. So my guess, spoiler alert, is that the men killed the women.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's the last surviving yeah. one. Really? That's my guess. Yeah, I think that's how the movie's going
2: to play out. No, I think you're very wrong, but I like that, and I <laughs> wish that's what it was.
1: Oh, it's like that. Isn't that an old movie, What Women Want? with um... Mel Gibson. Yeah. He's a terrible
0: the... person. And then they rebooted it, right, with What Women Want. Well, but who I was the lady that was men a star? What Men Want, yeah. I, I didn't see that. What men want? I thought that was a funny one with Mel Gibson. That was before Mel Gibson had, yeah, that was things like, to be concerned about.
2: Uh, it was before we knew <laughs> oh, okay. that, that Mel Gibson was <laughs>
0: well. To be fair, I don't know any Semite. movie star, so <laughs> I'm always surprised by any news about them.
2: Whatever, not cool to be anti-Semitic. He's the worst.
1: I just like good movies.
2: I love terrible movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I really do, though. Um, so, Have you guys found any good movies or stuff on Netflix lately? No, I'm watching America's Next Top Model.
0: My wife and I are halfway through Flight Attendant with uh, Kaylee, and I don't know how to say her last name, from Big Cocoa. Bang Theory. <laughs> and that's a delightful show. It's what is good. that about, a flight attendant? She's a flight attendant. <laughs> no. <laughs> and she Spoiler, has a, she's having air. a mental breakdown is the premise of the show.
2: Huh. I definitely don't need to watch that. I like watching home movies.
0: <laughs> but it's a murder mystery. <laughs>
1: it's like Pan Am. I liked Pan Am when they only played it for a little bit. Yeah.
2: Do you remember that? Yeah, I only liked it for the costumes.
1: I They're think fantastic. that's why I
0: liked it. I, know. I told my wife halfway through the show, I think she took this show because she hasn't done a show in a long time uh-huh. because she liked the idea of the outfits that she got to wear. Like, she definitely.
1: Wait, is <laughs>
2: Kaylee Kukum not on Big Bang Theory anymore?
0: Uh, no, that show's over. Is yeah, it? It ended, yep. I think it ended uh, a couple years ago, maybe.
2: Oh, I didn't watch it. My sister did. I didn't watch it. And I still, Rachel, stand behind uh, How I Met Your Mother's Better. Fight me.
0: <laughs> that was a good show. I, I enjoyed Big Bang, too. I don't know which one's better. She made a lot of money. I think she's the highest paid TV actress. What's her
1: name?
2: Katie who? Kaylee Cuoco. Quo- Cuoco. Cuoco. I think it's Cuoco. I'm avoiding saying it because I have no idea. <laughs> have you seen that Netflix show about the comedian dude? I might have brought this up. Who's like in the woods in a cabin. I did watch and that. and I She's thought on was, an episode. Yes.
0: And the the other comedian had no <laughs> idea who she was. And you could tell she was offended. Oh God. But it was very funny. It was so funny. She's and like,
2: I have no idea who you are. <laughs> it was so hilarious. Funny. And she's like, why don't you like me? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Me and Kelly Cuoco are the
1: same person. Why can't I be the highest paid actress? <laughs> (laughs) You have to share these with me, I don't know.
0: So this guy, the stand up comedian, Bert, I think is his name, has a Netflix show where he was the premise, and I don't know how true it is, but he was having a mental breakdown-ish and he works too much. He's a workaholic, so he decided he was going to do a Netflix show in the woods and relax, but he invited all these people to come out. And his (laughs) Uh idea of relaxing was these crazy let's butcher an ostrich in one episode. Coffee enemas, and you fully
2: see him like his bare ass and his friend giving him an enema.
0: There was some fast-forwarding in my viewing thing? of it.
1: Oh, no, they're really doing this. This is like a – it's a reality I it's, show?
0: I think it's a reality show. I it's, think it's the category yeah, you put it in. Yeah, it's
1: reality. But it's just It's very that,
0: famous comedians that you would know go on there yeah. with them. And so that makes it fun to watch.
2: no. You gotta just watch it.
0: No, Tom Green was more silly. Like, all yeah. I hear from Tom Green is when he well, played that, piano in like, the Daddy, Hot would like yeah, Daddy, would like
2: <laughs> joke, but, Daddy, would you
0: like some sausage? Daddy, would you like some sausage? That's literally, I don't know, another joke. Daddy, would you like some sausage? Is burned into my memory. And apparently yours. Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> she remembers all the weird That's things.
0: That's all that should know. be on his IMDb. It should just be Tom Green, Daddy, would you like some sausage? probably <laughs> <Exactly laughs> what it
2: says. And also, was married to Drew Barrymore from the theater this year. That's oh, it. yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you right. the show we're obsessed with in my house is. In Practical Jokers, they, yes. these guys wear oh, earbuds, them. and yeah. I want to play this game. I want the <laughs> at-home version or a Zoom version because I, I feel be like so, I'd be I'd really good it at
2: you. it. Oh, my God. I'd be so mad. I'd play it. If I got to be the pranker, yeah, if you're pranking me, I'm going to be pissed.
0: <laughs> oh no! If I'd you be win, the then you don't have to worry about it.
2: I've only watched it once. I don't really remember. I just have a feeling that I would just end up well, angry. Well, they, the,
1: they make them say these stupid things right. um, while they're talking to them the air, and they have to either say them out loud and or say them to somebody else, and it's either really oh, embarrassing yeah, yeah, yeah. or— But
0: I thought—I think, like, there are some pranks on there that have seriously crossed the line, and this is their place of work. And so how absolutely. is this not—so one guy lost, and his punishment was a proctologist gave him a prostrate exam. Uh. And then when it was over, another proctologist came out to give a second opinion— <laughs> And when you hear it like that and you don't see the show, right, that's the appropriate response. That's not something that should happen at the workplace. That's something that should go on.
2: I wonder if it really happened. That's one of the things I don't always trust those shows. They showed it, but they didn't show it in a
0: pornographic way.
2: Oh, but I think it's. Well, he probably needed his prostate checked anyways. It's fine.
0: But yeah, there's been enough. Like Jim, you've seen the show. There's been enough on there to make you go, like, how are they not getting sued over stuff? That's what
2: makes me think it's not real. That they get waivers signed and shit like
1: that.
0: There's a lot of blurred faces. There's some waivers that don't get signed.
1: The workplace allowance, and it it gets worse and worse. Obviously, if he's got people doing. Prostrate exams, <laughs> um second opinions, but I guess they're running out of stuff. It's like <laughs> fear factor. You like keep ramping it up. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get crazier and crazier until somebody does. Next, Joe stabs Horrible, horrible. Okay, moral of the story. Watch the red flags. <laughs> Trust your gut. Check. i was about to say yeah call us if you need to check in on these people it is not weird at all like you said it's 2020
0: i think it's a stigma that should change if that's weird we can't get any weirder i think you're a little bit in life naive about what it's like right now
2: also this just made me think of another case we had where it wasn't the wife checking in it was like the wife's sister was not comfortable with the wife's husband so she had us doing checks on him. That's if a you great have, Christmas present. If you have
1: a friend <laughs> there's the evidence for your divorce. Yeah. But I was
2: just gonna say if you have a friend or a family member and you feel really uneasy about their relationship and they aren't listening to you like when people were talking to me about old man Rivers and I wouldn't listen, it's okay to get a check on your, you know, friend's spouse or what whomever they're whoever they're dating, because they could have a violent past. And really, no one has any idea the right. Covina guy. If they had done a check, they would have seen things, and no, so it could have saved.
1: They didn't have. You're right. They would have known about the other the spouses, and they would have known about the child. And
2: it's one of those things. If they lied about that, what else is there? And it could have potentially saved lives. Not that I'm saying that anything's that serious. I'm just saying, if but, someone is dating I mean, someone that's... that you think's a douche. Let us find out for
1: you. <laughs> I to say, yeah, but that's why they have the whole show snapped and all of these crazy episodes right. where people do these crimes of passion mm-hmm. because they just don't know who they're dealing with, and they—it's almost serial serial killer. And if you Actually, find out nothing, you were wrong, and you feel, and good then you about it. have that peace of mind exactly. right. that you were wrong, or maybe you just need to leave them alone, anyways, because you're a bad, bad person. Yeah, follow us on the Sleuth Podcast, Ooh. Facebook, Instagram. LinkedIn, all the fun things. Call us if you um, need help business-wise or personally.
2: Also, in 2021, we're starting up our newsletter again. If you're interested in that, you can send us your email address at any one of those things Jamie just listed, and we'll add you to that. Or you can,
1: really the best way to do it is to go on the website and go to the Sleuths tab, and you can put your your, um, email in there, and it'll sign you directly up for the newsletter. She's smarter than me. That was the right answer. This is teamwork. (laughs) Teamwork makes the dream work. So t- feliz navidades. <laughs> feliz navidad. So, oh, I was thinking we should come in the show playing, but it cool. I'll do the horn part. Why feliz navidad of all it's the probably song choices? Pretty sick because the people were Spanish and, <gasps> and the-
0: you are a bad person. It's also the seventy five year anniversary or fifty year anniversary of that song. That's
2: the, that's the reason. oh, that's the real reason. <laughs> Not that Jamie's just sick. the guy who
0: originally wrote it was on like Jimmy Fallon two weeks ago. Play really? it, really? and it sounded just like it. Like he was still like, <laughs> <laughs> I
2: guess it wasn't a
0: vocally demanding song.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Moral of the story Jamie's a bad person. <laughs> just kidding. Happy holidays.
1: Blackman Detective Services. Check out our website at blackmanpi.com and follow us on Facebook. We don't sleuth shame. Subscribe to the sleuth on your favorite podcast app if you really want to know.